Hey, what's up, How About This listeners, and welcome back to another episode of How About This, and we have a really fun episode ahead for you today. This one tackles a modern classic video game franchise. I say modern classic because even though the game is about 20 plus years old at this point, this franchise is still something I consider new, which just goes and shows my age a little bit, but uh, Jordan and I have a wonderful conversation about it. We really hope you're enjoying season two so far, but let's roll the dice as Jordan and I discuss Mario Party. Hey, what's up? How about this listeners? Back again, another episode of season two. We have an amazing episode today. It's a, it's an oddball, uh, an oddball episode today. I think it's a fun one. I think it's one that many of us have experience with, and I think it's a series of games that does kind of get one trick pony-ish, so maybe today we can fix that problem. But before we get into what we're talking about, I have to go ahead and introduce our co-host, the superstar of games himself, Mr. Jordan Hugh. <laughs> and to my co-host, Mike Stab, who is always the life of the party, and also usually Ooh. the host of the party. <laughs> usually, usually. When I'm living at home, the yeah. party usually happens where I every. Live. Every friend group has, you know, listen, I, I know every friend group has slightly different dynamics, but there's always like the one friend who's like the host of things. Mike is not just the host of this podcast. Mike, like in life, is usually like the host of whatever event is taking place. Uh, it's a holiday party. It's a summer afternoon party barbecue. It's usually Mike that's hosting. Yeah, I, you know, I've got the space and uh, I like having people over and I've got a lot of toys and the toys are great if they stay where they're supposed to in my house. Right. It's hard to take the toys out with me all the time. That was always the case. That was even when you were a kid. It was when you had your first apartment. It was, it was really always. Yeah. Really was, you were yeah. the, the host. Yeah. Well, you know, you try to I like to I like to bring people together, yeah. you know, and I like to bring people together. And there's no better way to bring people together than by playing games of some kind and whether they be card games, board games, tabletop games, video games, you name it, games are what bring a lot of people together. And I feel like the series we're talking about today, Mario Party, is uh, is a series that is oddly multifaceted in that approach. So first and foremost, Mario Party has been around since 1998. The first game showed up on the Nintendo 64. In 1998, there have been since there have been 11 Mario Party games That's a lot. Uh, in That's the more main series in the main series. Yeah. Um, and there have been four games on whether it's Game Boy Advance or DS, and there have been two what they call compilation games. So there have been a lot of Mario Party games. So that yeah. gives us 15, 16, 17. 17 Mario Party games uh, since 1998. Now, these were coming out pretty much annually for a very long time, and then they kind of stopped it because the series kind of lost what it was about. But I feel like the series kind of came back in 2018 after taking a three-year hiatus to make give us Super Mario Party, which is a really nice kind of refresher for the series. And now, most recently, we have received... Mario Party Super, uh, I'm sorry, it's Mario Party Superstars, which came out in 2021, which is, it's a classic style Mario Party game, but it has the best, I think, mini games from like either the first few entries in the series or like the, all the games ever. I think there's like 100 plus mini games in it. And it's one of those games that it's easy to grasp. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a hybrid, right? So it's, it is a, a video game, but it's also a board game at the same time. It's got a very unique set of rules. A lot of times the way you win makes no sense, but 
Mario Party has been a part of video game culture now for a long time. Uh, it's, it is not as popular as, say, a Smash Brothers or a, a Mario Kart, but it's definitely something that a lot of people can play. It's a very accessible game, and it's been a part of our friend group, Jordan, for close to 20 years now. I believe that we really got into Mario Party with like Mario Party 4 that came out in 2002, and we played that like crazy. But what's your experience with the series, and what would you like to say about the party? So... My experience with Mario Party perfectly lines up with our friendship because that was like the year we met. Yeah. Was was 98. 98. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever whenever I played Mario Party first, it was with you. So I guess it was probably the first one. It was probably on the on the 64, maybe. You know, I, I always liked that game. Here's the thing. So there's the the other game that we have to talk about when we talk about Mario Party uh is Smash Brothers, right? Yeah, of course. Of course. It's like it's like kind of you get your your four best dudes over for the day, you know, you and your your best dudes, and you're like, what are we playing today? And yeah, of course, it, we're of a generation, so it's like, oh, we're we gonna play Goldeneye or whatever. But like, also, it was like if it was not that kind of a day, it was like, all right, we're gonna play Smash Brothers, which I hated because I was just no good at it, or Mario Party, where I stood a chance because the game is nonsense. It's a game made of nonsense games, and then. It's like whose line is it anyway, right? The rules are made up and the points don't matter, right? That's, yeah. that's kind of the theme of Mario Party is that, yes. oh, yeah, the winner is actually the guy who's in last place because we we got the fucking loser star, right? I don't know. It, it's it's never made sense. But, you know, it's, it's a great game. It's a great game series. Uh, I've always appreciated it. I will say that when I've been keeping up with Nintendo systems, as I am currently, I have always tried to own the newest Mario Party, thinking that, like, well, if I have people over... I want this available for them to play. Um, and then I'll, I'll add to that. As I got older, uh, I became really into tabletop games, really into uh, board games. Um, and as my love for board games grew, especially during sort of the cardboard renaissance that we're in right in right now, which is what, what people talk about, you know, I, I appreciated the board game aspects of the later Mario Party games as well. So uh, I really like it. My least favorite part about Mario Party, which I'll talk about in my pitch, is that I, I think some of it gets a little stupid, like the randomness can be too frustrating and a little non-specific, and I think they can tighten that up a little bit. But that said, and, and you know this because we've played recently, there's nothing I like better than just like wasting an afternoon playing Mario Party. Is like what a good waste of time that is. And I think that's that's the theme of Mario Party. It's the like the best waste of time. No, I think that's that's really great. Uh, it's it's definitely one of those things where it's an amazing way to spend an afternoon, especially if you got the four four people together that like, yeah. You can't go into Mario Party being like, I'm a competitive player. I need to win. That's <laughs> right. not how Mario Party works. No. Now, name calling, swearing, all you know, allowed. general yeah. vulgarity. All allowed, yeah. Is fine for Mario encouraged. Party. I would say encouraged, yeah. yeah. But like none of it's actually hateful. Like no one's actually mad at anyone else during a Mario Party event. Oh, no, I'm, I'm mad at Chad always. Oh, oh okay. Well, we, yeah, friend, we, of the, we, friend of the show, Chad, I am angry with him always. Uh, yes. Okay. Well, well, that's because he plays as uh, as Big Boo. Big that's Boo, why. who we call Boozos. Who we call Jeffrey <laughs> Boozos. All he does is earn coins and buy all the expensive power-ups <laughs> and like steal the fucking star every two seconds. God damn you, Boozos. Boozos. Jeffrey Boozos. You did Buzos. it. Congratulations. You did it. So, God bless. <laughs> and for giving us Jeffrey Bezos. On. <laughs> yeah. 
So yeah, no, there is there is no better way to waste away spending an afternoon. And it's one of those things where, like I said earlier, it's much more accessible than a Smash Brothers or a standard fighting game or a GoldenEye or yeah. anything like that. It's I don't know if it's as accessible as a Mario Kart. I think Mario Kart is one of the most accessible games ever. I think it's super Kart, easy it's, for people to jump into and play. Yeah, that's smart to bring up Kart. I think Kart has the same level of accessibility. Yeah, yeah. Because it's really just one skill. Yeah. Yeah. The thing with with party is that you do have to kind of understand or gr- get a grasp for how every mini game works differently. Yeah, but I think that's OK. Uh, I think that's OK, because normally it's not too difficult. And the game itself allows you to take a second to, like, work on the rules and do like a test run of the game before you get into it. If you're not familiar Which is nice. with it. Yeah, it's, it's a kind game in that way, at least. Uh, what's your experience with Mario Party? So Mario Party is a game that I've been playing since since they first came out. Uh, I remember renting the first Mario Party in the summer of um, 1998 back on the N64. Now, the N64 and me uh, don't always get along. I like the N64. I like aspects of it. There are certain games on it that I absolutely love. Mario Party, actually, one, two, and three being three of them, I actually think they're a lot of fun. But I think what always upset me about the N64 was that Nintendo in this day and age was kind of, it's weird to say this, but they were kind of doing more of what Sega was doing the prior generation with the N64. These quick games that you can hop into right away that are almost arcadey in focus. And there weren't as many deep, robust, bigger experiences. Now you got stuff like Mario 64, the Zelda games, Banjo-Kazooie, Donkey Kong, and all that stuff. But there's a lot of four-player simultaneous party games that are going on in the N64. And that was kind of what the system was built to do. The system was built to be like, everyone sits on the couch. We all have our own wacky N64 controller and we play Mario Party. And my first experiences with Mario Party, I played some with some friends in the first game. And then, you know, I would do like the mini game islands. So where you can run around and like, play all the mini games so that you can get better at them. I definitely destroyed an N64 controller because there is a, there's a classic (laughs) mini game in the original Mario party where you have to use your palm essentially to make circles on the Nintendo 64 analog stick. And it, it's pretty much your character is on a bike and a ghost is trying to, a boo is trying to get you. And you have to turn the turn the N64 analog stick with your palm so that you your bike heats up this lamp. So the lamp lights up and scares the ghost away. And that game destroyed controllers and the center of people's hands. Like people were getting blisters in like the center of their hand <laughs> because they needed to win this mini game. Let's be honest. That's not what the blisters were from. There were no, other, no, there were other things, things, other yeah. things for sure. But and my, oh, the chafing. I'm ex- sorry. Back to the game. Back, back to, to the game. back to the game. Too, uh, too autobiographical here. I'm so sorry. Sorry. It's, this is a personal podcast. It is. It is actually personal. We talk about our personal experiences a lot. We do. We're and here I to cry. Yeah. We came here to cry and talk about Mario Party. It's and time chew, to, and chew gum. It, and I'm all out of chewing gum. It's it's all about being vulnerable when talking about things that we liked uh, now and liked as children. So yes. I, I need to be vulnerable for a second and talk about how Mario Party changed my life. Um, Mike is Mike is fully crying, by the way. No one else weeping. listener can't see this. Mike is weeping. He's weeping. He's he's doing like a Julianne Moore ugly cry right now. Oh, yeah, that's classic. Yeah. That's a good classic one. Classic Julianne Moore ugly cry. That's a good ugly cry. She's the best ugly cry. Yeah. Yeah. Way better than Tobey Maguire. 
Oh, Toby Maguire, it doesn't really do ugly cry. He just he's got like stupid cry. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't really cry a lot. He just makes like a cry face and like one I tear think- kind of comes down. Controver- is this contra- I think Toby Maguire is a good actor. I Me like, too. I think he's like really good. Actually, I think he's great. I think he's I think, great. I think the gambling shit fucked him up, and like people didn't want to touch him for a while. But I think he's really good. Yeah, I think he's good. I think he's gonna come back. I think he's gonna have a bit of a comeback. I think No Way Home definitely is a relaunch for him, and not necessarily for Andrew Garfield. This has been like the year of Andrew Garfield between Tick Tick and and No Way Home. I think and Tammy Faye, the- right? I, that's you're right i'm so sorry I, I which i didn't see this is gonna be the the new age of the spider-man i think all three yeah. of them are like just staring down the barrel of massive success yeah and i think all three of them will be back as spider-man as well i think i, that- I agree it's just it's really heartening to see mcguire in particular who is he's older than us by about 10 years i want to say he's in his mid 40s it is hard to relaunch a career at that point yeah especially because toby mcguire looks 10 years younger yeah he doesn't really look 46 he actually looks 36 and that's actually tough because at 46 you want to start playing like dads yeah and like the older like tough guy type roles like managerial roles like officers and things like that he really can't do that it'll be interesting to see how they use him yes yeah in mario party in Mario Party, which is what we've been discussing this yes, whole time. Of yes, we don't do tangents on no, the No, never, podcast, never. No. We've never done a tangent ever. This is our first one, so we should pat ourselves no, on the back. We should definitely not mention the Fast and the Furious franchise for any reason. Oh man. <laughs> I feel like that I feel like that bird in the meme who's just like he's got all the cue cards and they're all fast and furious. <laughs> um all Vin Diesel. Oh Vin Diesel, Vin Diesel, Vin Diesel. So yeah, so Mario Party, my experience with it, I played a lot of the first one. I played with friends, you know, here and there. I don't think we played much of the first one. And then did we one, not? Okay, never mind. I don't know which one. We and played. then we were in we were in late high school and early college. The GameCube was out. It was like the the thing. And we one of our friends at our friend group stumbled across Mario Party Four, which I still say is the best of the Mario Party games. And I that think is we, the best. That is the best Mario Party. That when was I'm the, thinking of Mario Party. I'm thinking of four. Four. Four is the best of the games. And one of our friends, it wasn't me. I didn't own Mario Party four. I might have bought it ex post facto because I wanted to be able to play it in the event that one of the other guys wasn't there. But one of our friends bought it, probably at the GameStop I worked at, and after we had rented it like once or twice, and that became our blood sport. Yeah. Like it was like a few times a year, the same yeah. four people yep. would get together. <laughs> And we would play Mario Party 4. We had our characters. You weren't allowed to select someone else. No, you couldn't switch characters. That's and not, it, that's it was allowed. like it was like it was like a ritual. Yeah. Right. It was like a ritual. And we uh we would play Mario Party 4 and it would get so incredibly like competitive at some points. But then at the end, one of our friends would always win on the BS end of game stars. Like without a doubt, they would win the happening star, they would take the most they would take make, take the most spaces and this that and the other thing yeah it was real bad it, it was, was real bad real, it was a real drag it was yeah. every it was every time i feel like it was every game to the point where like we haven't played mario party 4 in many years at this point because one of the four of the group uh, a very good friend of ours uh, unfortunately well fortunately for him unfortunately for our mario party group moved across country and and is 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 having a, and a wonderful and amazing life oh, over in- and is successful and, and happy how dare he how dare he do that to the mario party group now but a good, very good friend how of ours break up the band like this but to that point out of respect to this friend when we were kind of taking applications for a replacement we had said 
guess what? You can't use Yoshi. Yoshi's been retired. Yoshi's retired. It's like retiring a number. Yeah. Exactly. You, you, that, that would be unfair to this to, uh, another friend of ours. But we've uh, we've since started to get back into uh, Mario Party with Super uh, Super Mario Party and now Mario Party Superstars. And uh, we do have a little bit of a of a group of forming again. It's the same blood sport, and it's the um, it's definitely uh, it's definitely fun to have it back in the mix of things. You know, our friend group from high school and college. You know, there were like two games that oddly kind of took over our friend group for a while, and it was never Smash Brothers. Smash Brothers was for a little bit like we would play it in, in spurts, but it was always like Mario Party Four was a big one, and our play group also played a ton of Mario uh, Super Mario Strikers on the GameCube, the oh, yeah. soccer game, which sure. we played for like a year and a half straight, which was crazy. But uh, with Party, yeah, that was our experience with Party, and it's it's always been just a blast, and we always love playing it. Now, uh, obviously, Mario Party has a big roster of characters. Um, so do you have a do you have a go to player? Do you have a go to character? You know perfectly well it is Daisy. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's, that's established hardcore Mario Party Four. And has never really changed. No, no, it's Jordan plays Daisy. I play Daisy in all of the Mario like adjacent competition games. Yeah, yeah, which means we should probably get into golf because I have the golf game, which we played. Oh, no, you know what? We played a lot of strikers. We didn't really play Mario golf. Strikers mm-hmm. was good, actually. We should do a Strikers episode. Oh, I would play Strikers. Yeah, I would do a Strikers episode. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. I don't know if we have a lot to say about Strikers other than that, like, we enjoyed Mario Strikers. It's not really a deep game. No, 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 it's not. It's actually uh, notoriously shallow. <laughs> right. Yeah. But it's a, it's a lot of fun, and we played a ton of it. Wow. Um, yeah. Well, but you know what? We'll throw that in the hat for the next show. Yeah. Me. You know what? That's yeah. a good show from a hat. That's a show good show from a hat. From a hat. Yeah. Um, so you'd play Daisy with Mario Party... You were clearly Mario. I was always Mario. I had to kind of, I kind of was like, I was kind of pushed to be like, hey, Mike, you got to play Mario, which is fine. I love Mario. You selected Mario. No, no, I was, it was heavily suggested. Listen to Um, me. It's like choosing a musical instrument in high school. You're going to play this thing and you're going to like it and you can't switch. You know, that happened to me twice. Really? That happened to me twice. When I was in elementary school. You weren't always a trumpet guy? When I was in elementary school, I started, I wanted to, because in third grade, I wanted to play the violin. And they were like, no, you got to play the cello. And I'm like, all right. And then in uh, fourth grade, when you got band instruments, I, I threw away the, the, the string instrument, which is hilarious because now I pre- pre- predominantly just play stringed instruments these days. <laughs> when I was in fourth grade, I was, I wanted to play the saxophone. And the teacher was like, well, no, you're playing trumpet. I'm like, all right. So then I played trumpet for 20 some odd years. And I still kind of play here and there. Right. Um, so with Mario Party, I always played Mario. And until Super Mario Party, where I flirted with playing Diddy Kong, because I love Diddy Kong. And I, I think that game has so many characters in that you can kind of you can kind of get out of the out of the comfort zone and play as someone else. Uh, like, right, right. for example, yeah. like Amanda, who she typically plays as Monty Mole. Uh, but <laughs> when, true. when you it's go Monty to Monty Molstan, yeah, Monty Molstan, but when you go to play the new Mario party, Mario party superstars, um, he's not in the game. So, uh, we're going to, we're going to force her to play peach, um, for many reasons. Um, you know, and she, she likes peach. Amanda likes peach. Doesn't I, yeah, I guess so. Oh boy. We shouldn't force her to play peach. She doesn't like peach. That's real. That's <laughs> not good. No, it's not good. It's actually kind of mean. So maybe we shouldn't force her to play that peach. mean. Yeah, maybe she'll just play Waluigi. Well, who else does she play? She plays like the she. Yeah, Amanda does like chaos characters. Yeah, pink gold peach like, man. Yeah, pink gold rose gold peach. Yeah. 
Yeah, just absolute total chaos. But total chaos. It's been. Uh, a... By the way, we have to address this, Mike, and I know it's on a. It's in about a quarter of our episodes, but it does bear repeating from our first Mario episode. Um, we come from a background and a part of the country that says Mario. Yes, yes. We are aware it's wrong. We yes. know it's incorrect. We know it's Mario. We don't say Mario. It's just how we were brought up. Listen, we're from Long Island. It's what it, it is. What it is. That's we what know, my... but we. But we know that we're incorrect. To yeah, be clear. yeah, of course. It's like Jordan's other podcast, the Sopranos podcast. We should yes. all listen to if you're a fan yes, of the it's Sopranos. Very, very good. Come, come down and have Sunday dinner with us. Yes. Oh man. Yeah. First of all, I love Sunday dinner, and uh, second of all, I've started watching the Sopranos because of it, and I've been watching it along alongside of it. But Christopher actually says Mario uh, in the series, so I was like, it was. I, I felt a little uh, vindicated there. Uh, when he said that, because it's just, yeah, it is very much, it's not even like just, it's like a very close to Manhattan thing. You know, it's like just north of the city does it, just south of the city does it, and like Long Island does it. It's a whiny Long Island. It's actually how the British say it. And they say Mario? The British say Mario, as do, as did Alex, as did Alex Trebek. It's just the thing, man. It's a potato, potato thing. It's weird. And I know people hate it. People hate it so much. But uh, what can you do? It's how we were we were raised, and me saying it the quote unquote correct way makes me feel like I'm lying to myself. So it's a weird it's a weird yeah, no, thing. It, it would not sound right in my head to start saying Mario. It's I, I've reached my mid to late thirties now. It is too late for me to make the correction. Exactly. I, I'm over the hump where I could have fixed it. it. Now it's just it's the way I am, and everyone else has the deal. This is who we are. We we know we're wrong, and we're just gonna go about it. It's like it's like when people purposely, you know, mispronounce say, things. For we say humor. Wario correctly, which we is, say. You know, you know what though? Baffling. I do. I do know some people who say Wario. Wario is stupid. They shouldn't do that. Well, Wario mean Wario comes from in Japanese. Uh, Warui means bad. Oh, okay. So that's I where Wario comes from. I thought it was just the M got turned upside down because he's from Bizarro Land. Mm-hmm. Wow, are you going to eat that garlic? No, it's actually Walrui in Japanese is is bad. So it's like bad Mario, but even Wario isn't like evil. He's just... How, do, how did we end up with Waluigi? Oh, that makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, that's... That's, that's the whole point of <laughs> Waluigi is that he has a character and his name <laughs> makes no sense. But I love how like there was a time where I hated Waluigi, but be- my hate grew into a point where it's like it was, it's an appreciation for him now because oh, I love yeah. that he's such we, a piece of garbage character. He's a piece of garbage, and he's become a cult icon yeah, at this point. Yeah, and he's hilarious. Like to this day, I still want to get like a group of seven of us to go to Disney World for Halloween, all dressed up as Waluigi That's in Magic so Kingdom. Specific, but I love it. But you know, just go on the rides and wow the whole time. <laughs> I think we could get a. We would probably we could break social media for ten minutes doing. Oh that. yeah! Imagine like seven of us dressed all as Waluigi on like Space Mountain. Absolutely. Wah, wah. Yeah, actually, why stop at seven? Get enough to fill the whole coaster cart at at Space Mountain, the whole track. I mean, I could put it out on social media. Because you're probably you're get it to single happen. file. I feel like there's twelve, maybe more than that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Imagine a whole cart filled with Waluigi's. That'd Imagine. be great. Imagine. That'd be this great. Is, these are our dreams. These are dreams. And they all stem from one place. And that's that's Mario Party. That's right. Oh, right. Yes. That's what we're talking about. Mario Party. So. So, yeah, you know, there's a lot to these games. I think, like you said, I think one of the things that Mario Party gets, I don't want to say gets wrong, but I do think sometimes that some of the mini games a lot and some of the, the stages can get a little uninspired. I feel like 
because it's I don't want to think I'm not saying that these games are cheap and easy to make, but I feel like they're really good, like stopgap kind of games, games that you can put out in a year that's slow uh, to, you know, get another title out there, sell a few million units and uh, people get excited about. So I feel like sometimes the the games can get a little uninspired with what you can do as your characters. I mean, there was a Mario Party game where like the characters didn't individually move around the board. There was like you were in a car that was moving around and all the players were in the same car and it was really stupid. And I, I like you think that some of the random stuff is a little too random. Like I would love if there was just a little bit. Now, I mean, a little bit more control on the player's oh, I, part. I agree. Yeah. You want some strategy that you can, you can feel more that like, it's not completely arbitrary. Cause then it's almost like, well, what am I even doing? Yeah. Because I've been in a room playing the game where like someone would buy a star and then the star would move like five spaces in front of them. And then the next turn, they would just buy another star. And then you're at a point where it's just like, oh, great. Now they're two stars up and everyone else is kind of screwed and doesn't matter how many coins you have because you can't get to the get to the star. And it's all kind of it's a little random sometimes, a little too random. Now, randomness is part of the game. Like you need that. You need that aspect of Mario Party to work really well. You need that because it is a board game, right? It is a board game that you play on your TV. It's sort of not. I think that's actually the problem, but go on. I know what you're saying. Yeah. So because it works sort of like a board game, a random, a totally random board game with the dice rolls and the spaces and special, special events and all that stuff, you know, it would make more sense for it to have a little bit more strategy. Now, this doesn't need the strategy of a board game, you know, that's like one of those like war epic access and allies type board (laughs) games, but like, of course not. Yeah. A little bit more than, you know, you know, throwing your dice into a, to a ball and just kind of open it up and you're playing, it's like a gamble, right? It's like you throw your dice in and it's like, you open up it's like, Oh cool. I got a star and like a hundred coins this turn. And like, it almost feels like that's not always what you do. And I feel like the skill often or always comes into play in the mini games, which are awesome, but also they can get sometimes get uninspired and boring. So I, I think that there needs to be a little bit more diversity in the series in terms of how the maps work and in terms of how the mini games function. Okay. Yeah. I uh, listen, I, I totally agree. And that's, that's basically the same uh, issues that I've had. It's just that it feels like you're almost punished for being skillful or for being strategic because the game doesn't really reward skill or strategy. It doesn't. No, uh, I mean, you're, you're kind of just as likely to win doing completely poorly and just like falling ass backwards into good fortune as you are to be like someone who like really thoroughly practices the game. And you're right. We don't want to take this to the extent of like a, you know, one of the, the very long epic board games that we like, but would not be good for this kind of a video game. But you you want something that actually adheres perhaps a little bit more towards board game logic where the rules are clear and expectations can be managed appropriately. Yeah, I, I think like, I, I think that if you're going to essentially digitize a board game or take a board game mentality into a video game form, I think Mario Party something could be something very special because you have the board aspect, you have the rules aspect, you have the dice aspect, but something that like a board game can't really do all the time or can't really do to the extent that Mario Party does is like, you know, you got these mini games that right. you do yeah, every that's, turn that's that is. only are only things you can do really in a video game. Now, some board games can have some like aside things like combat and stuff like that, which are awesome. But like Mario Party can really bring the two styles together in a much better yeah. way. 
you you don't want to make something that is going to be a worse board game right you you still want a video game experience so i'm not saying that it should just be like hey monopoly on screen because that yeah i mean while that is fun it can get boring it's just like well why aren't i just playing this in front of me then or on like um you know steam tabletop simulator or something yeah. like that yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you want something that's still going to be a very playable video game with freedom of movement and creativity and all that stuff I'm just saying, I'm saying the exact same thing you're saying. I'm saying we need to be able to manage expectations appropriately with a game that isn't so focused on just being like, well, it's a random, fun, good time. We want to care about this in a way that is productive. Yeah, no, I agree fully. So um, what about you? What do you think it gets right? What do you think it does well? I I think Mario Party is uh, really, really good at being a great, standby game it's kind of just like well what are we going to do today want to play mario party sure it's good at sort of being there which is a hilarious thing to say about a video game because i kind of treat it the same way i treat like an old board game on the shelf like i just i know it's a fun time and kind of the frustration is part of it like you mentioned like the tradition that we have in our friend groups with this game and i think that the game knows that the game knows it's a good hangout the game knows it's a good pizza game yeah. You know, it, it knows it's a good pizza soda, invite your friends over for a couple hours and be stupid kind of game. It, it knows it's a Saturday afternoon game. Yes. And I, I think that shouldn't change. No, um, not at I all. think those things are good. And I, I think the way it has evolved over the years, like the different things they've tried with it are all very smart. I, I look forward to seeing what else they come up with. I think we're going to have some good ideas today as well. I do. I do. And I'm ready to actually talk about some ideas. Are Let's you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Go for it, man. Give us what you got. All right. Am I pitching first? I guess. Yes. I'm... Okay. So how about this? Beging. Woohoo! It's on random. This was not on random. So I'm pitching a new Mario Party. My game is called, I have a very specific name picked out on purpose. My game is called Super Mario Brothers Block Party. Oh, all right. I don't even know where to start with this because I have a, this is a very, potentially a very long pitch and I'm going to try to rein it in so that this doesn't like take over like an hour of showtime. Okay. The the first thing is there are 57 kinds of blocks across the Mario series. Now, most of those are not recognizable by everybody and some of them are like specific specific blocks that like appear in like one game like Wario Master of Disguise or something like that, right? Like very specific blocks, but I want to really try to create a game that that uses all of them. The aesthetic of the game incorporates the blocks. Um, and in particular, I'm changing the art style and the feeling of Mario Party to be something else. So I was thinking about the game. You know, you had told me we we're going to do it today to, to, to pitch this today. And I said, let me bring this back to a purer part of my childhood. And I'm reskinning the look of the game to be crayon and chalk. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. So we're going for the Yoshi's Island feeling with the art style of the game. It, of course, has more dimension to it. And obviously, we're more graphically capable now than we were in the time of the SNES. And Mario Party needs that flexibility. But it has that look of kiddishness to it and of engaging productive play. It has playfulness. So I'm first of all, I love that. I love the Yoshi's Island thing. Would you maybe think about, would you consider maybe having the look of like a crafted world or a, is it like in that vein or is it just specifically 2D? It it could. I need children's drawings specifically. Okay. I totally Uh, get that. Particularly because all of these characters that I'm using are going to be the kid versions of the characters. Ooh, I like it. It's kid Mario. It's kid Luigi, kid Wario, kid 
you know, Bowser, they're yeah. all children. I like it. The Koopalings are in, but they're all like the chibi cutesy version of yeah. these characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which do look really good in Yoshi's Island. I think you're right. It, they look good in the crafted version too. I could definitely see what that looks like in my head. Um, but you want some degree of fuzziness here. Yes. And the core word that I want to point to for this game is recess. All right. So uh, recess is uh, so important in, in childhood development. I work in education. I, I, I have written about recess before. Um, it, there's even like a, a huge debate now about recess in elementary education, whether, you know, the playtime at recess should be structured or unstructured. Uh, structured recess would be something like, oh, the teacher is there at recess and they're like guiding you on an activity. So, you know, basically make it another fucking gym class. Um, unstructured is just like, yeah, you open the doors and the, and the kids do what they want. That's the good recess. That's, that's the best want. recess. That's the best recess. And that's the kind of vibe I'm going for for Mario Block Party. So picture the aesthetic of a playground at recess time. Everything is constructed of these really colorful zany blocks. Um, and you have like this child drawing look to everything. So that's step one, phase one of the game. I think we all get like at least the flavor. Okay. You know, like you got hopscotch stuff going across the field and, you know, the uh, literal squares of the board game are blocks. Yeah. Uh, they have blocks floating up above them. Everything is made of blocks. We, we get, it. okay. So we're using this world of playing pretend, of building with blocks, of playing with toys, of this kind of playfulness. And now we're going to apply that to the actual gameplay in Mario Party. So as Mike and I just both mentioned, we don't love that the game has so much randomness that at times it can appear unfair or unfun. So I'm implementing just enough strategy in the game that gives the players more agency and control over the board itself. This will be done hearkening to classic cardboard, uh, giving players um, some control over what the board looks like. This means that you have something to do with your coins other than just buying power-ups. I like that. Your coins aren't the only resource in the game. They, they, it could be, I suppose, either, but you can collect blocks in this game. And what do you do with blocks? Well, there's another thing you can do with your coins. Your coins can buy cards. Your cards are basically blueprints or plans or whatever. They're visible to all players. Everything is public knowledge in this game. There's no secret hands. That wouldn't work in Mario Party anyway. But you can build things. Specifically, you can build basically buildings and vehicles, right? Buildings are permanent things that stay on the board that change the board in some fundamental way, creating a castle, creating a bridge, creating a new level, access to a particular mini game, access to a shop, right? That you own, that you created with blocks yourself. Um, vehicles allow you to move around the board in a different way because I don't really like that characters piggyback and give you an extra dice. I'd rather yeah, it be a yeah. Right. Yeah. And it, it always seems to be like a character. I feel like these two wouldn't work together. It's kind of weird. And their dice is weird. I, I don't actually love that aspect of the new Mario parties where you get like all these ally characters that all feel sort of um, stupid. I don't know. They feel like they don't matter. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I'd rather be a cool vehicle. The series has a lot of cool vehicles. I'm, of course, thinking of like, you know, the vehicles from Mario Kart, but, I, you know, also like the Yoshi's Island vehicles and stuff like that. The series has used vehicles to great effect in the past. Airships. Airships, exactly. I'm just trying to get through some notes here, and these, these <laughs> thoughts are jumbled. I'm sorry. I've done like I've done like an Amanda-styled notes page for the mini games. I don't have a lot of specific mini games planned out, other than to say I want the look and feel of them to feel and look like playground games or like kids playing pretend at something, right? So if we're going up against a dragon, the dragon is made out of like big pieces of cardboard, and we yeah, all have yeah. to fight it. You know, things like that. And I think that's cute. I think that's where your idea about the crafted stuff, yeah, can kind of come in a little mm -hmm, bit more. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
Um, so yeah, you have agency over the board, you can build bridges, you can do this stuff. Um, and then I wanted different modes of play that can either change the overall playing experience or change even the standard play experience. I call these dares. Okay. Like I Ooh. dare you to blank double dog okay. dare. Yeah. So this gives your character basically an additional agenda. I'm not sure if other players dare you, or probably you could just have the option to land on a space that is a dare. And it gives you something else that you're trying to do during the game. Like to visit a shop three times could be a dare, right? To um, collect, I don't know, 200 coins at least could be a dare. And this way you're not really being assigned like random stars at the end. It's like, oh, I'm actually trying to achieve this thing on purpose. Uh, and those dares become other accomplishments that add to your star total at the end of the game. So I, I do still want to use stars because it's still a Mario Party after all. I don't want to change that goal. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. But I, I again, it's about giving you more agency. I also thought of, of course, anybody that's going to design a new Mario Party game is going to wonder, is there an online play component? And what does that look like? We all want some form of online play, whether it's like you couldn't get three friends together or maybe you can have more than just four players. It is possible. Um Here's where I thought, even if it is just four players with NPCs, this could work. You could play in teams, whether it's two teams of two or it's like four teams, then you have a bunch of NPCs with you. And I thought the four corners of the game board could almost become like a home base, which would act like the Go Square Monopoly, where like you pass by and you get some kind of a power up or a bonus or a card or something for free. I like that. Uh, the bases I came up with, which don't really matter and they don't hearken to any particular team, but I said... Well, if you're kids, right, I put out the treehouse is, yeah. a, is a corner. Uh, the clubhouse, right, is a, is a corner. No coop is allowed, right? Something like that, right? Uh, the pillow fort is a corner. Uh, the dugout is a, is a corner, right? Places where kids hang out that become like sort of special enchanted places for them. If you have an all Koopalings team, maybe it's the pirate ship. Though I, I agree, Mike, I think the pirate ship is probably better used as a vehicle if we're going to do vehicles in this one. I would like it if characters had individual strategic abil abilities that were not just dice rolls, right? The way that they've tried to make the characters unique in the more recent Mario Party games is that like their, their specific character dice rolls a little bit differently. Like some, you'll get rid of the six, but they'll have like a nine yeah, yeah, on yeah, one yeah, side yeah, of yeah, die, yeah. And then, but one side is blank or some bullshit. It's crazy. I don't love that. I think everyone should get the same standard dice. Sure, there can be power-ups that give you more dice, but really I think you should have an ability that makes the identity crafting of selecting your particular character more special. Uh, here were some ideas I had for a couple of the popular characters. I said, Mario should be able to jump a space. Yeah. You know, whether that allows him to move an additional space or whatever, or he should be able to select something on the path that he doesn't want to interact with and he can jump over it. Um, I thought that was an idea. I thought Bowser, when he lands on the same space as someone else, should have the option to knock them forward a space. Yeah. I thought that would be interesting. I thought Peach, uh, this is one idea for Peach, could earn one additional gold anytime she would normally get a gold coin because she's a princess. I thought Yoshi could have the option to pick up a character and move them with him. Yeah, I thought because it's kids, right, that some squares are haunted or you can pop up a ghost house. I thought Luigi might have an ability where he can zap to one of those spaces for free or he doesn't um, take a penalty related to a ghost on a certain square because those are probably, you know, bad stuff spaces. I said I wanted the Koopalings and Bowser Jr. in the game. I also want Wario in the game. Wario is like your if Bowser's the bully on the playground, Wario is like the weird smelly kid that no one wants to play with. And I want him in his master of disguise form, right? 
where Wario just like comes out in like weird, stupid costumes and stuff like that. So I think his disguises maybe let him either copy someone else's ability or maybe enemies don't recognize him. I think you can do that kind of stuff too. A couple of other things and then I'll, I'll talk about mini games. Obviously we want to have all the pawns kind of reskinned as these children type characters. And I think kids have certain archetypes that you can lean them into. Right. So Mario is like the good kid, but I think he like thinks of himself as a superhero. So I'm thinking of like almost like the baby Mario grown up a bit. So he's in overalls. Right. With the cape. cape. I think Mm -hmm. I want I want cape Mario. Yoshi still wears like the shell on his head, like (laughs) almost like he's sort of newly hatched. Like we really want the cutesiest version of these. Like we want like little Muppet baby version of all these characters, you know? Yeah, of course. Um. So uh, I said I wanted the wins to make sense. I think the dares help that out. I also would like, if we're able to play in teams, uh, again, whether that's just your four friends each have an army of NPCs or maybe two friends team up against two friends or whatever, uh, a capture the flag mode Mm -hmm. would be really, really good because we're already doing kind of this recess thing that's one of the more popular games at recess. Um, Some kind of a capture the flag thing where the other team... uh, you know, has a flag hidden somewhere on the board. You hide your flag and they're trying to get it. Uh, I think I think that's fun. I think that's something you could either add on to the base game or you can play capture the flag mode specifically. I think that's a lot of fun too. I'm trying to look for any notes that I missed. Oh, oh if we have Toad, obviously Toad can carry more items than anybody else. Um, you know, things like that. I, I think those were all like the disparate, like weirdo notes that I had written down, just like things I would like about this game. Okay, so just talking about in terms of actual gameplay and the mini games themselves, here's what I like that's already in the series. I like when they change it up and it's like, okay, hey, three versus one or two versus two. Yeah. However they want to split that. Those are all good. And I like the variety of the games. I don't think games should ever repeat. No. I think they have enough games in there where it's just like, you should not be like, oh, this one again, because that feels so lazy to me because we know that they have hundreds of games. So I don't like any of the ones that repeat. Let's not do that. But I do really like games that force you to use the controller in different ways. Yes. I think that's fun. I think people should get used to that. And that does take some of the seriousness away. It's mm-hmm. really hard to be serious about a game where one game was like all about shooting and accuracy. But then the next one, you're basically like jerking yourself off as you like try to like get a can of soda to fizz. Like That's <laughs> one of the early fun ones that is good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, blowing yeah. up a balloon. Same basic idea, right? You know, th- that stuff is fun. It, the game should never use its sense of joyful play i think mario party when it's at its best and this is the thesis of my whole pitch which is now coming to an end is for the duration of the time you are playing mario party you are a child yeah you are reverted to your most childlike state you should be playing with people you feel like you could be silly with and the game should make it fun to be silly in a way that all makes it make sense so going back to the playground for mario super mario brothers block party i love it yeah genius and the only thing that I didn't really elucidate was just like, well, what about all these special blocks? I just liked the idea that the board would have things on it that were more interesting than just like, oh, it's a blue square. It's a red square. It's a green square. How fucking boring. Put some crazy blocks and shit on it. Oh, it's a music square. What does that mean? Oh, I bounce real hard. Maybe I can bounce to an upper deck and there's a board up above. Beanstalks, question blocks. Be interesting. Don't just use those colored circles. Put a crazy row of blocks out as the board. I guarantee it's more fun. I like that a lot. I think that's awesome. I think you're right. I think it needs more diversity in terms of things that you can do as a, as a team member, as a party, as a player. Uh, I think that's an awesome way to go about it. I really do. Thanks, man. So that's my pitch. Well, brilliant. I like the block party. Now, how about this? Oh, baby. So what I was saying before was that 
my game focuses more on the boards and the mini games. So Mario Party always has this kind of weird story uh, that, you know, there's some sort of thing you got to do and you got to become the party superstar so you can say so you can do something. But I think that it would be cool if there was some character that the quote unquote story of a Mario Party game is featured around and that character comes to the Mushroom Kingdom after traveling throughout the world and this character shows up to the Mushroom Kingdom with a collection of board games Mm. from different places and different lands and each board is not themed after a Mario land. Each board is actually themed after some other Nintendo property (laughs) because we we have so much richness in terms of Nintendo properties that aren't even anywhere near uh, Mario Party. And some of them have even gotten their own kind of series. Wario has a series called WarioWare, which is a bunch of Wario-based mini games. Nintendo on the Wii U and the 3DS put out something called NES Remix. And there's two of them. And they're amazing. And it's a series of mini games where you go back and you play a bite-sized portion of an NES game, but it has some sort of weird like qualifier on it or some sort of weird thing on it. I suggest everyone go out there and check out NES Remix 1 and 2. They're so good. Wow. Uh, cool. Even if you just check them out, like it's like a complete celebration and love for every type of game that was on the NES. So like you would you would do one thing and you would have to like get a million points in Excite Bike by doing this, that, or the other thing, or <laughs> right. you'd ha- you jump into a punch out match and you know you'd have to kill Glass Joe in like three seconds without you know only punching him nonstop. It was stuff like that. It was crazy, like these crazy warped overlays that they put over these classic NES games. And that mentality made me made me say, you know, I really wish Nintendo outside of Smash Brothers would really celebrate the legacy of their stuff more. And what's better to do that in a Mario Party game than you have these boards, these boards that you can choose that are actually themed after different lands. And it also like, it also kind of gives some mystique to these other places because it's like, oh, they're from a far away, strange place, this board game. And you'd open up a board game and it's Hyrule. Or you open up a board game and it's... Uh, and it's like Dreamland. You open up a board game, and it's it's um, Eagle Land, like from Earthbound. Or you open up a board yep. game, it's 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 uh, wherever Samus is, and whatever. And you have these theme board games that all have a very different, odd theme to them. Love and, that. And the, the you still play. At, there are no guest characters. Um, you're still playing as the standard Mario Party bunch. Because I want these characters, when you go to these different boards, I want to, I want them to seem like outsiders in a strange land. And I want them to stand out while they're in these boards. And I, that definitely will be like a Mushroom Kingdom or a Mario style board that you can use because it's also fun to do something like that. But maybe we can do like a retro pitch on that. And maybe it could be like sure. the sewers, right? The classic sewers from the original Mario game. Dubba, dubba, dubba. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Dubba, dubba, dubba. Dubba, dubba, dubba. And my goal here with this game is to kind of explore the the history of Nintendo as these characters are going to these different places. And I think each map should have things that are reminiscent of where they come from. So, for example, if if we go to Dreamland and we're at Dreamland, there's some sort of thing where, you know, there's food. 
and there's you know the and, stars and the end of the world and the yeah. end of the world of course you're <laughs> trying to stop the end of the world of course of course but the, like there should be different gameplay elements that should really focus on these different worlds if you go to hyrule maybe there's a dungeon in hyrule that you can go into where it's like the whole group instead of going you know turn after turn after turn if you go into a dungeon it's like hey guys you got to do like five mini games in a row so that oh, you yeah. can clear these dungeon rooms and make your yes. way up this castle i love that That's so great. there's almost like a survivor mode that you put onto yeah. it or it's like you know, a game within the game yeah game, it's very, games very games framed of, yeah. yeah games within games or if you go to like whatever the metroid board is going to be about you go there it's planet zebus and you, there are spots of the board that you can't get to until you get a special item so that you can unlock something. So like, oh, Mario gets a missile. So he unlocks the missile door and then you can like go it. on the I more. like it a lot. And I think that what you do is you have mini games that you have a collection of kind of like your standard mini games. But I think each board has games, mini games that are themed after the board that it takes place on. So if you're in a Hyrule board, there might be a mini game that's like a sword fight or uh, a dungeon room that you have to clear as a group, or, you know, maybe you do some, maybe in that, maybe in the Hyrule map, there's bombs and there's boomerangs and there's a hook shot. So there's ways that you can kind of manipulate the board that you're playing on based on the world that this place that they come from. And I think it's something that doesn't necessarily add more skill. I think it just adds more, different and original experiences to where picking a board actually truly means something yeah, as opposed sure. to just kind of like, Hey, you pick a board. And there's a couple of like random things here. Oh yeah. This one's themed like a tropical Island. This one looks like a cake. This one is the jungle. <laughs> right. This one yeah. is a ghost house, like actual differences between the boards. So that when you get to pick a board, the group you're playing with can be like, I don't really feel like doing sword fights this time. Can we just do something with Kirby where we just got to eat a bunch of stuff? Let's do that instead. So that we have you're that. Making, you're making the choice matter. Yeah. 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 And and now granted, this means that they're designing multiple versions of Mario Party within the same game. But I think that Mario Party, like we said, it kind of is missing some of that, some of that draw to kind of like have some fun creativity, uh, has some creative fun with things. Yeah. And and give us something that isn't as isn't as samey from game to game. And now, mini games. There are some mini games that are amazing. They've been around forever, but they keep they've twice now released games that are a collection of old mini games, which to me makes me feel like, hey, maybe they're having trouble drumming up some new ideas for mini games. And I feel like this would be a perfect way to do it. And Nintendo has so many properties. They have sure. so many. Uh, game series that people love imagine doing like a punch out boxing ring yeah, board where you like you know part of the part of the thing is like you have to have a boxing match like towards the end of the board to do something or you could even you could go real far out you could do all sorts of crazy stuff you could do ice climber you could do like i said punch out you could do zelda you could do metroid you could do star fox you could do Mario Kart can be a thing. You can do Fire Emblem, Earthbound, Pokemon. You can do all this stuff. And I feel like it's something that, one, it makes it great for DLC because they can continuously design these new boards yeah. that this visitor, this strange visitor brings to uh, the Mushroom Kingdom because you know there's this strange visitor who's like a game collector that has all these boards. And as you buy more DLC, you can, you can play more of these boards. And obviously there'll be an online component. And have- maybe- do you have someone in mind for the collector? Yeah, yeah, I do. Who is it? Oh, it's Gino. 
That's exactly who I was about to suggest. And that's not going to happen because it's impossible. But no, my 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 mysterious collector See, is I Gino. I fucking knew it because yeah. I was like, who's he hiding as the collector? We yeah. both love Gino. It's basically our favorite character. And then also fucking stars, man. Stars everywhere, dude. Stars. I know. And I'm calling it I'm calling it Super Mario. I'm calling it Mario Party Games of Wishes. And it's just going oh, to be a is, bunch. This is special. Yes, yeah, it's special. So it's going to be a collection of mini games and a collection of boards from all these different places. And it really looks in the boards. I want them to kind of look like these little pop-up book versions of, of the worlds that they come from. And I think that crossovers are great. We love crossovers. They don't always make sense. Smash Brothers yeah. makes sense because it's supposed to be a kid playing with his toys, you know, but like, when you get to a point where it's just like why is link in mario kart like it doesn't always make sense <laughs> right that yeah right mm -hmm. but in the event that now granted this, the characters can make appearances you know link and zelda can be on the zelda the hyrule board but i want it to cameos. be they're cameos yeah. yeah but i want it to be a board game version of them so maybe they're like made out of wood or maybe they're like almost like you know almost like a toyetic version of that and or maybe it's sure. like the little link from the Link's Awakening remake where he looks like a little toy because I want these I want the games themselves to look interesting, almost like the board in Jumanji, where it's like yeah. this big like book that opens up and this whole world kind of comes out from from this board game. They like that. I, I, I was actually commenting to you on the more recent Mario Party, not the latest one, the one sort of right before it, the, the way that the the circles are shaped the way the board kind of looks. I'm kind of like, they kind of went Jumanji a little bit. That, that's a little bit. They were, they were, they were thinking of it. I would say absolutely. Because Jumanji had come out a few years before the first Mario party game. Right. I'm and saying, I think they, your, your idea is kind of possible is what I'm saying. I think that like, that's a good move for them. It also honors their legacy and heritage. Yeah, of course. Of course. Now they would use some other like ghost character or something to be like the traveler, but I'm going to use Gino. He should be. And uh, as he's kind of like a traveler through between many worlds, I think that's a, I think it's a really good way to do it I, I would actually also think it would be cool if there was like an animal crossing stage where part of the stage is you have to pay back tom nook <laughs> the most diabolic stage in the collection is yeah yeah you can do animal crossing and it's a board game characters. that never ends it's an endless loop yeah no, <laughs> no i think end square i think there could be a lot of great boards but i really wanted to focus on now there will be strategy because i do want to have more strategic elements of it but i really wanted to focus on making the boards feel as if they were different and the mini games also to reflect that. Now, I don't want the mini games to be too hard. I want a lot of mini games to still be very accessible, but I do want a bit of flavor that there are some mini games that are tied to, that are tied to a board. So like your players really want to choose which board to play. And it also keeps them coming back to try new boards. You know, it's like, oh yeah, let's try the Animal Crossing board. We can walk around the island and visit the dodos and do all this stuff. And I think that that's a really good way for Nintendo to continue this series because I do think it's starting to get a little uh, long in the tooth and stale. And Square, Square Enix makes their own series of games called Fortune Street. And they had a crossover. Good name. Yeah, Fortune Street. It's like they're, it's like, a, um, um, I think it's kind of like a Monopoly. But it's Fortune Street has been, a, has been around with Square for a very, very long time. And there was one, I think, on the Wii where it was a crossover of like Final Fantasy characters, Dragon Quest characters, and Nintendo characters, and like the Mario Party characters. So it was like this really cool mishmash. So I feel like this is something that kind of is in that vein, but really celebrates these wonderful and creative lands that the Nintendo characters come from. 
I think that's great, man. That's it. That's I, I, Mario I, Party Games of Wishes. I, I love the pitch. I would scoop that right up. I just I I think that I think that's honestly smart. It's it's actually in a way it's they would have to work less hard if they could innovate based on what they kind of already have. Yeah. Um. I mean, what you're describing is of course years of design, but we know we're not looking for realism. No, no. <laughs> on how about this? But that that's exactly right. It would be like, yeah, let's play the Animal Crossing board. Oh my God, no, that board is too long. It's too too intricate or too tedious. Or but yeah, it's like you want the boards to have distinctly different personalities that either relate to difficulty, relate to aesthetic, relate relate to the capability and the kinds of things that you play. I think that's that's beautiful. That's what you want. You want a game that has that level to it. That almost depth. almost to the point where like I want every time you hop in a Mario party, I want the game to feel not completely different, but I want there to be an excitement to get back in. And I'm not saying that we're not excited when we get together and play Mario oh, party no, and blow a Saturday to it. Right. But it's like one of those things where it's just like, oh, like there's a mystery. It's like, oh, what's this board going to be like? Let's jump into that one. And yeah. then you could do all that stuff. And I think it'd be a lot of fun. Obviously, online play, obviously some sort of user created something. You know, maybe there are fun little things that you can get from each world that like you can change the costumes of the characters a little bit. Uh, Mario Odyssey has a, a wonderful array and collection of costumes that you could dress Mario up in. So maybe like your version of Mario has got like Link's little green hat on top of his red hat. Yeah, or, yeah. or, you know, maybe, maybe you know, Luigi gets Samus's like arm cannon or anything where we could talk about, it could go on for years. I I think that's, that's a good way to go about it too, based on you can kind of image craft onto your version of the character when you go online and play this this of course is probably i don't know how many times we brought it up we need to get gino back how does this happen why has this not happened yet i don't know and i'm afraid microsoft has uh, purchased recently activision blizzard which is one of the biggest companies in the world they published them for like they want it for xbox yeah yeah for xbox they purchased them for like 70 billion dollars reasonable sure activision activision and blizzard had been going through some issues uh because apparently the workplace environment at activision blizzard was horrific there's a lot of scandal and a lot of bad things that happen so is gino owned by blizzard no this is where i'm going from here gino's owned by squaresoft or square oh, good. that's a good thing the problem we run into is that my biggest concern right now with this purchase of microsoft purchasing activision blizzard is that sony's got to make a move because sony when that happens sony's stock like tumbled because Microsoft bought bought Activision. Not to mention the fact that we're quarter one 2022 and you still can't get a PS fucking five, right? I know. It's very hard. It's very hard. The issue is is that the industry is looking at Sony for a response. And there are a lot of companies that Sony can snatch up for not a lot of money. Capcom, Square Enix, Konami, Sega. I mean, these are all companies that operate with like three to five billion dollars. So your worry Sony is that can, Sony will buy Squaresoft and Gina will move out even farther from Nintendo's grasp. Yes. Gotcha. I have a heavy, heavy concern that Sony will buy a Square Enix or even worse, a Capcom, and we'll never see Mega Man on a Nintendo platform again. Capcom would be worse for us. We don't For want me, that. much, much for, worse, for, for sure. Nint- uh, you know what? In the aggregate, not worse because we're, we're not prejudiced. We play all the systems. Yeah, of and we course. Like, we like all these companies, but it is shitty when they can't play together. I totally understand your frustration and your worry. And that is so lame because I really just want Gino back. Sony was to buy Square Enix. We would lose Gino, Malo, and possibly Mario RPG forever. So right. it's, it's so, hard. I mean, dude, at this point, I hate to be like the negative one, though I usually am. We've been separated from them other than like the barest, barest, barest of appearances for what, 30 years. So it's not like we were like, oh, darn, I can't play the third new Geno game. You know what I mean? It's it's just something that truly is like, 
it's like a lost cause at this point. But you know what I am heartened by is, you know, I'll hang out on Reddit or like on in the comment section and like, we're not the only two people that really love Gino. Like he's no. a big uh, groundswell character. Like people really like this character got at the heart of some people. Like it's really a thing. Yeah. Um, so I, I have some faith that it may be when we're older, but I think Gino will be around. You know, it's one of those things where we're lucky because Square and Nintendo have played very well together. I mean, there are for years. Yeah. Yeah. There are three Squaresoft or Square Enix characters in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate yeah. three. There's Cloud, there's Sephiroth and there's the Dragon Quest hero. Yeah. So, I mean, they have played well together. Gino is a me costume in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Right. Mm -hmm. So like it's there, it's just not there. And it's one of those things where I could see it happening if Sony's like, ah, we snatched up Square. Sorry, guys. But we'll see. Uh, I might just be being negative on this. But hopefully at some point when we're a little older, we'll see these characters come back and we'll see something so. more. I think if Disney can get Oswald back in a weird deal, <laughs> I think that it's possible Nintendo can get Gino from Square. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. But no, that's just my a idea. Maybe. Maybe. That's a maybe. All. I Mike, I think the idea is great. I would love to have Gino guest star in my game as a character that can maybe move the star around or something like that, just because I, I don't want to ever make one of these without a Gino. So that's, that's great. Thank you for bringing him into the conversation. Always will. Always will. I'll try, I'll try my hardest to bring him in as much as I can. But I think we had some great ideas today for this series. And I think were, this series... These were actually two... These were two really good pitches. I really yeah. would. Uh, I, I thought they, these were good. I'd play both of them I in a heartbeat. Both. And you know what? They pump them out enough that why not? Why not have two two games of this of this elk? Jordan, once again, thank you so much, man. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for your pitch. We really appreciate it. Likewise, man. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, this was this was a good one. I'm happy we did this. We weren't, you know, when we're coming up with like our list of episodes, like we're never really like we're never sure how they're going to go in advance. We're just kind of like we should probably talk about this thing. And Mario Party is like it's kind of like a big weird property. We were like, yeah. I don't really know how what we're going to talk about, but actually, I think this ended up being one of our better episodes in the new run. So this is this is great. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. And I have to thank the Star Master Jordan for for being here for giving us a great pitch. And to Mike, the little wooden boy. Oh, that's right. Uh, <laughs> I, I I won't tell a lie, or my nose will get really large, and also there will be stars involved. So we'll that's see. Right. But thank you so much for listening, everyone. We'll catch you real real soon. There you have it. How about this, listeners? Thank you once again for listening to this week's episode where Jordan and I discussed Mario Party. We hope you had fun. We hope you rolled the dice, and we hope that you are the superstar of your Mario Party group. As always, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at HowAboutThisPod, and you can find us on all the podcatchers of your choosing. Be sure to leave us a review, like, subscribe, share it with your friends, leave a comment, do all the above, because we got a lot of great episodes coming out for you in the near future, and making the show that more visible means, well, means that we could do this for longer. So we are so excited to what we have on the horizon for you guys, and we're happy, and we love our wonderful audience. So we'll see you next time with a whole new episode of How About This.